We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Carousel here on Field of 68. And I'm thrilled to be joined today by the newest head coach at Buffalo, George Halkovich. George, what's going on, man? Thrilled to have you here. Happy for you. Thanks, Rob. It's great to be on with you today. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but you are just 37 years old, and this is only the second job that you ever had, technically, <laughs> right? Other than working at Roma Pizzeria in Pottsville, PA in high school, yeah, so I guess it's my third. So yeah. Third job. Third job. So <laughs> is it is it weird not going into those Villanova offices every day? Um, yeah, I think sometimes it is. I, you know, as you get a new job, you hit the ground running, so you kind of don't really have time to to think about it too much. Uh, but definitely when I was back in Philly recruiting this weekend, it kind of hit me like, wow, this was home for a long time, and, uh, you know, it was great to be back there. But, you know, Buffalo is a city of good neighbors, and and uh, I'm, I'm here now, and I'm loving it. So this is the obviously the first job you had since the job you got coming out of college. What has been – has there been any surprises for you at a different program? Once you get settled into a place for that long, you kind of get used to the rhythms, right? Has there been anything new, anything that you weren't necessarily expecting? I think the thing that we did at Villanova, we were fortunate enough to build it to where it was uh, by the time I left. Um, and, you know, having Coach Wright put the time in he did for so many years and and get to the get that program to a, a national prominence like we had it um and then yeah you transition to a place now that had great success with coach Oates especially and, and coach Hurley and you know there's great tradition here but I guess the the transition of that for me has been okay you're out of Villanova now and now you're going to Buffalo where you're trying to build it back to hopefully what we got Villanova to be right so I think just that that transition of mindset of you know building versus uh, sustaining and maintaining has been a challenge and, and transition for me for sure. So the the program that you're at Buffalo, it's one of the the better programs in the MAC, but it's a, a program that's kind of taken a leap over the course of probably the last like ten to fifteen years. It's really taken um, taken off, right? You've been to four NCAA tournaments in the '64 team era, all of them since 2015. Uh, I did my research for this one, George. Um, you guys have won six, uh, six division titles and five conference titles. Um, all of that has happened since 2009. So how do you, what's the first step to kind of keep this thing growing, right? How do you, how do you manage, um, taking over a new job, right? 
and get it to the point where you're you're continuing to win in a league as difficult as the Mac. What's the first step for you there? First step was hiring a great staff. Obviously, I came in and was able to meet with the team. Um, the day I got the job, I flew up and was able to meet Friday morning with, you know, the guys that some of them making a tough decision on whether they'd stay or not. And then the second would be then to try to retain some of those guys, right? But I know it's just not all me here, right? And these guys are going to also want to see, well, what's the staff look like? And, you know, who are the other guys and coaches we're going to be around every day as well? Uh, so the first thing I did was just lay those expectations out. Like we're going to hire great dynamic staff. And I felt I was lucky enough to do it right with Hamlet Tibbs, our associate head coach coming in from Notre Dame, Jake, mm -hmm. you know, Syracuse guy from up here, you know, played at Syracuse, but then worked at Marquette with coach Woj and, and was at, at Pitt with coach Capel most recently. So, um, and I could go down Calvin Cage, a former player, you know, bringing a guy back like that, who was a great player here at UB um and and also down the road of Canisius um and then Tim Saunders came with me from Villanova right so a guy I was with for six years at Villanova who understands me but probably better than I know myself at times right and uh can help that transition of kind of what we did there um and, and and implement some things we did there here right at Buffalo and then Jack Fitzpatrick was a guy I retained from the previous staff who's a, a Buffalo a Buffalo guy uh coach's son and and another just great basketball coach so I think my goal was to create uh an environment quickly of great basketball coaches everybody in our staff is a basketball coach and they could all coach basketball but they're also great guys off the court and and, and really know how to have great relationships with players I, I don't think it's unfair to say that Villanova had the best culture in America right like I don't think there's a program where uh, this idea of development and sacrifice and playing for your teammates, all those buzzwords that, that, that coaches love, right? I think Villanova epitomized that better than maybe any program in college basketball right now. So how do you how do you bring that with you? How do you transform? I don't want to maybe transform is the wrong word, but how do you replicate that at a new program? I think it's how you set the expectations and then how you consistently just follow up on them and, and what your core values are, right? So, you know, you know, you know, in this day and age, every everything's out there, you know, everything you say can get put out there. So when you say something, you better make sure you mean it. Um, and that's kind of how I approach this with this job. Right. We we set our core values in place. You know, they're similar to Villanova's. And then Coach Wright always told me, you know, do what we did here, do it at the highest level. And then if there's little things you want to implement that are more to you or, or who you are, you got to do it when you get your opportunity. Right. So there's some things we shifted. but the main foundation of, of our core values remain the same. And that's just, you know, you want to come in here, be a part of something bigger than yourself. All right. But you also, I want to get, basically get guys who want to be pros, right? So it's a balance of telling a guy, I want your individual success, but I also want you to know there's a level that of, of team success and sacrifice and, and, and care of that, that you have to have as well. And balancing those two parallels every day has been, you know, really what I've been trying to do and what we're trying to do as a staff here. So Jay Wright, you mentioned him, one of the best to ever do it. You were on a bench with him and practices with him for 15 years. What's the what's the one, the biggest thing that you've learned from him and the biggest thing you've taken away from working with him? I, I think the biggest thing I learned from him is just be be legit. Be legit, man. Um, you know, your your players, if you want them to to follow your lead, then you gotta lead by example every day as well. So if you can't just say something, you gotta show them every day and, and how you act and your actions. Um 
and he was a great he was a greater guy than he is coach and that's he's a hall of famer right so to just treat people the right way you know every time he had interactions with people no matter who they were he took time he stopped talked to them and and you know he was a relatable person because that's who he really is and he never forgot where he came from i think that was something that as a leader, um, no matter how much success he has, he never forgot where he came from. And I thought that was that was really powerful for a young guy kind of learning and, and understanding um, him and, and what it takes to be consistent every day. Right. Um, so I think that's what I learned most. I, I think what I think we could bring here that he also taught us was just really like the foundation of getting guys as a coach to play hard every single day and and, and make sure you're just focused on that. You know, it's not as much about X's and O's as it is. Are you consistent in implementing your core values every day? And then when you go out to practice, are you going to be consistent in your messaging that this is what we do every day, you know, and and not talk about winning. You know, we, we didn't talk much about winning of Illinois. We talked about being the best we could be by the end of the year. And I think that's something I'm doing right now here at Buffalo is just saying, hey, if we want, obviously we all want to win and win, win big. Um, but the best way to do that is just focus on being here now, being in the moment and and really focusing on, on knowing that we're just going to live with whatever the results are at the end of the year because we did it every day. Yeah, I, I've always thought that Jay, what he was so good at is one, uh, being clear about the way he wanted to play. Right. And two, being able to to teach that and get his guys to buy in. Right. You think that's fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he had a great way of um just expressing why you mm -hmm. were getting things. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, you could just say things, but you got really intelligent kids and these kids have been coached and there's so much, there's so much pressure and, and, you know, exposure for these guys, right. That you also got to explain on why you're doing it, why it makes sense and why it's going to work for them individually. And then as a team as well. Right. And he never, he never relented on that. He was always making sure I reached the individual, but we also collectively know we're in this together, right? Um, and that that's really the biggest takeaway from him was was the balance of of, of that. He was incredible at it. And it, obviously it shows in the guys we were able to produce there. So if I would have told you when you were playing at Babson, Division Three program right outside Boston, uh, that before you turned 40, you would not only be a Division One head coach, uh, but you'd have a a program at one of top 15, top 12 leagues in America, one of the best conferences in college basketball. If I would have told you that when you were back 21, 22 years old, George Halkovich back in the day, would you believe me? Um, You can say yes. I think I would have believed you, but I also would have been, you know, I, I was – I was confident, but I didn't know what the heck I was talking about then either. <laughs> so I think you got to have that confidence, right? Like I, I think with a player, for instance, you know, I don't think if you ever talk to Jalen Brunson, he always thought he was going to be a pro. Always. Some people might have not thought he was going to be a pro or this level of pro, but he always had that self-belief that every day I'm going to get the most out of myself and that's going to give me my best chance. So I think that self-belief has to be there. So, yeah, I had that self-belief, but it was, all right, now I got to go put in the work every day. And I didn't realize what that work was going to be initially, for sure. <laughs> Do you remember that we played against each other in 2006? Oh I looked God. it up. I couldn't, I couldn't find a box score, right? It was the Babson Invitational. It was the consolation game. It was, uh, it was my senior year, your junior year. 
I couldn't find a box score. All I could find was my player logs. I had three points in 11 minutes. So I think, according to my sources, you were a pretty good defender back in the day. Does that sound about right? I, yeah, I had to be because I'll, I'll be honest, my college career took a couple turns. I learned how to mature my first couple of years. And if you talk to Coach Brennan at Babson, uh, the first two years were a maturation process through injuries and figuring life out. And then he he said, I just went into this. We had a, a guy, Mike Smiley, assistant coach there, who really helped me change my life going into my junior year. And I went from like my body fat being all out of sorts because I didn't know how to live right to all of a sudden like 4.5% body fat. So yeah, I had to defend because it was the only way I'd ever see the court by that time in my career. <laughs> I screwed up my opportunity to earn it the other way, right? Um, no, but uh, yeah, you probably – did you beat us that game? I don't remember. We we did not. The final score was 84-72. to 72. You lit us up. Yeah, I think uh, we had a great player on that team, Brandon Eigenberg, and that was like his coming out party. He he was a great player for us, a senior that year. And Was he a blonde dude? Blonde dude, lefty. Remember him? Yeah, he drove baseline on us and, and threw down a reverse dunk driving on the baseline. I, I oh, very no, that, much remember that dunk. That was Zach Etten. That was another blondie. That was Zach Etten, who was a heck of a player. <laughs> yeah. Great at Yeah, you had a lot of guys that were dunking on us. That's probably why you guys beat us. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think we're we're both doing all right right now. So Yeah. Yeah, we're doing all right. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional bases for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you mentioned Jalen Brunson. Uh, I want to talk to you about the point guards that have come through uh, Villanova. Jalen, Colin Gillespie, Ryan Archidiakono, three dudes with rings. Um, what One, how much of a luxury is it to, to coach a team that has guys that are that good at that position? And two, how do you how do you build a program when you're not guaranteed to have NBA caliber point guards every single season? Yeah, it's a great question. I think when we initially got, especially Ryan, we didn't know he was going to be an NBA player or or be able to maximize his potential to be one, right? Um, and he came in, you know, the, the year before he got there, we were 13 and 19, right? And it's well documented at Villanova. And he came in and just infused a level of commitment to be the best Villanova basketball player he could be every day, whatever it took. It didn't matter, diving on the floor, um, playing physical, making all the right plays. You know, he was a complete, he was a consummate coach's player. Like everything a coach wanted, he did at the highest level. I don't even think he'd ever had one argument back and forth with Coach Wright in his whole career. It was crazy. You know, sometimes players get a little chippy with the coaches and you got to deal with it. He was the easiest guy in the world, I think, to coach, you know, bar none. Um, And fully committed and all in, right? All into what we were doing there. And he set that tone for sure when he got here. And then obviously kept doing it and was consistent every day of his career. And when Jalen came in, I think that the, the luxury was not only for us to have those guys, but have those guys pass down who they were to the guy coming in behind them. And then that guy was able to take what that player showed them and did, but also put their own unique twist on it because they're all individual players and unique in themselves. Right. So I think that made Ryan's ability to lead and come in and do it and show everybody how to do it. When Jalen got here, he was like, well, I got to do it because Arch is doing it at the highest level every day as a freshman. And mm-hmm. then that happened the same way for Jalen with Colin. And it was, you know, that the irony of it all was but they won national championships in both those spots where kind of like you had the the old head passing the torch on to the young guy, you know, and, and it was really cool to be a part of that and see that and see them all develop and then now see where they're at all today, right? They're all just even better men. Um, I'm going to Archie's wedding in August. He's getting married. It's going to be awesome and a great event. And then, you know, Jalen's success. I'm not surprised by it. I'm, I'm really not um, because I just knew like if he gets opportunities, he's going to outwork everybody. Right. Um, and, and, but he, but he also respects that he came through it with Ryan and because Ryan did what he did for him, it also made Jalen better and Jalen who he is today. And I know Colin feels the same way about Jalen and now Colin, an NBA champion, right. Mm-hmm. with adversity you know not getting able to play this year but being a huge a huge part of that from a mental side and he was probably the best leader we had 
at Villanova, but it was only because all those guys before kind of laid a foundation and now he kind of hit the ground and running. Right. And um, was able to then carry that on. Right. And so he's a leader all of a sudden out of nowhere, he goes with the nuggets and I guarantee he kept that team together in ways that only he could because of his experiences in life. Right. So just really, really fortunate to coach such three outstanding young men. I don't know how Colin pulled it off, but uh, at the final four, I did happen to see him sitting courtside with a press pass on. Uh, I don't know if uh, Denver was in town that day in Houston or something, but he was at this last year's final four, just walking around press pass, other side of things. It was, uh, it was pretty funny to watch. I called him out on it Um, (laughs) with, uh, with, with Villanova guys, when they get to the NBA, like the, the line is, you know, you're always going to find a good player, right? You're going to find a good role guy. You're going to find someone that can step in and do a job. That's just what Villanova players are, right? Why do you think that is? I think it's one identifying that that's the type of guy there before we got him there, um, that they're going to be, and, and being honest with them in the recruitment process of, hey, this is what we are. We don't we don't make any bones about it. And if, you know, we believe and I, and I and have identified that you're that type of player to us. But you also have to know we're laying it out there for you. And if you commit to this, we'll, we'll be fully committed to you, but this is what it's going to look like. So that transparency is key in the recruitment process. And then when you get a guy, right, and you do it and you consistently do it every day and they're that kind of guy, they just keep getting better, better, better. Then f- by the time they leave, hopefully they have that uh, – that habit they built is now that individual habit they take with them on into their pro into their pro life or whatever they do in life. Right. Even outside mm-hmm. of basketball. So I think it's just the consistency of the messaging um, and knowing that we're all in this together. Like we talked about, like, yeah, you're going to become your best, but you're going to become your best with, with a group of men on that same mission that are going to do their best together with you and hopefully do really special things together. All right. Last question about Villanova. Then we can, uh, we can get to the end of this thing. Chris Jenkins shot the buzzer beater. Bang, right? Everyone remembers <laughs> it for that. Take me through what you remember from that play and what you remember from the end of that first national championship. Which, by the way, it's a pretty big flex when I say first national championship for you, right? Yeah, very lucky. I've learned, and Coach taught me this, and it's true, you need to have players to win big. And we had great players, and and guys let us coach them. So, yeah. It was an incredible experience. I remember, you know, we that whole year was such a a great journey, right? When we lost to Oklahoma by by good margin in Hawaii and did that trip in December, and then came back and we're playing our best basketball at the end of the year and and really just, I mean, really had a great run going into the Final Four and then played great against Oklahoma, right? And 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 then it was we're able to win it big in the end. And then yeah, you get played that great. You beat them by 40, George. <laughs> we did, but it was a nine-point game with like in the second half still. We did, you know, we did. Uh but we did. We 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 had one of those games where it just kept yep. when it poured it rained and uh, rained it poured all that stuff. So um no and then the next game, right? Like you get a 10 point lead down the stretch and everything that the coolest part was everything that coach believed in and what we were trying to implement at Villanova kind of culminated in that game. You know, we talk about attitude and, you know, making the right play no matter what time, the time and score, just keep making the right play. And we're up 10 and, you know, we make some uncharacteristic plays where, where Arch throws a turnover, you know, jumping to throw a pass. We always talk about being solid there and we turn it over. We give them a chance to get back in the game. You know, we had a lead. We were down seven, I think at half. We talk about grinding, playing a full 40 minutes. So, 
we grind back, we get a 10 point lead. And then that happens with Ryan. And then, you know, you're going through all the emotions and you're just trying to keep your composure. Cause you're just saying like, we just got to keep one possession at a time. Right. And that's all coach kept saying. And all of a sudden we're in this situation where we don't want to, we don't want to give up a opportunity for them to shoot a three. And, you know, Daniel goes for a steal and, and you know, I probably would have fouled him if he had to do it all over again and just go foul him. And then Paige hits the crazy shot. Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember like, okay, well, I got, I'm, I'm doing, I'm the ops guy at the time. I have the, I have the board ready to like, I'm thinking, all right, everybody get in the huddle. We got to get everybody in quick. We got to get on the same page next play. And so I'm thinking that we're going to go to overtime probably like chances are we're, you know, so we do what we do. We call the play that we've always done and coach gets everybody settled and arts makes a great read. And Chris obviously makes a great read and, and the rest is history. And like when the shot went up, I have the board in my hand. I'm thinking, all right, we're either going to overtime. I gotta be ready, get everybody ready or bang. Right. And uh, after that, I was like, wow, all right, put the board down. And then it's just, you know, but the cool thing is, we're all excited and, and coach so classy, um, you know, goes over to coach Williams first. We go shake hands first as a staff with their staff. Obviously our team went nuts, rightfully so. Um, but to, to really make sure you, you just respect the game and respect your opponent. And, and then, and then afterwards enjoy it and celebrate it with, with your, you know, fellow teammates and coaches. So, and then the rest was unbelievable, man. Just the whole, going to the hotel and, you know, mayhem in the hotel in Houston and everybody going nuts. And the whole thing was such a blur. I didn't sleep for a couple of days. Um, you know, lifetime, I thought it was a once in a lifetime experience. And then we just had really good players that helped us carry it for a couple more years. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, the, the, when you go back and you watch the video, the funniest part to me is, um chris jenkins throws a ball into arch and i think he takes one step on the court and you can already see him calling like arch arch i'm open i'm open give it back to me i was like yeah that dude that's how you know he's a shooter man it's, he's not even across uh the other foul line yet and he's already calling for the ball no question no he's 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 one of the best and his attitude is so funny because chris is that kind of guy like through and through he just he just won't he will never you'll never not hear what he has to say to you if he wants to say it yeah so, all right, so last couple questions for you, all right? I'm a big food guy. Have you checked out the food scene in Buffalo yet? Have you figured this out? I know there's some good places up there. Unreal, great man. wings, dinosaur Unreal. barbecue. You checked it out? You got a spot? You got a spot for me when I come visit? I got multiple. I got – we could take you on a, on a Buffalo food tour. I'm telling you, like, I one thing I didn't know, like, we played here in the tournament twice. Um, and ironically, we lost in 17, and two two weeks later, I met my wife – just hanging out on a Sunday after Josh Hart was running up for play of the year in Scottsdale. And then, so that was a whole nother thing, but we lost in Buffalo. And then ironically, we're back here. We have the job and we didn't know anything other than I came up here, we played games. And so I get up here and I'm like, where did all this unbelievable food come from? Nobody talks about this place being such a hidden gem for food, uh, for everything. Um, It's an unbelievable place. And I got spots where I live in, in Williamsville. When you come up, I got a, Every we'll try every wing spot out. I don't know if I have a favorite wing spot. I think I'm gonna have different types of wings. I'm gonna be smart about that one. I don't think yeah, I should. you can't pick a favorite yet, man. Legions. You can't pick a favorite. You gotta love them all. I'm gonna love them all, but um, no. The and 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 beef on weck. I don't know if you ever had beef on weck, but uh, it's a uh, roast beef pretty much sliced thin on a, a kemmelweck roll. With it's, it's uh, I don't want to get into it, but there's this food galore here. 
Um, and, and the people are unbelievable, man. So it's it's a great place to live and eat. You're not you're not that four point five percent body fat anymore, huh? No, I'm trying. <laughs> to work on that. My wife saw me about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, George. Appreciate the time, man. As always, it's been uh, it's been fun watching you grow. It's been fun watching you get this opportunity. You know, I'm going to be rooting for you. Best of luck this season, man. Thanks, Rob. You're the best, man. Have a great day. Yeah.